Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking. Tonight we're talking football, raging Cajun football with Raging Dave. Dave, how are you this evening? Good, sir. I'm good. Happy that we're coming off of a win, so I'm always good when we do that. Absolutely. A good time. I don't care who the opponent is, especially with the games you're supposed to win. Uh, I don't care if we win them by one point. I just want a victory. Because yeah. you you never want to lose the games you're supposed to win, and but then again though, every game some fan thinks we're supposed to win doesn't mean we're supposed to win. That's right. No, and look, I think there were a lot of positives coming out of that game. There were a lot of negatives coming out of the game, but I think uh, we learned a little bit about the team and what we're what we did well. And I think there's a lot of things to clean up. And I think Coach alluded to that during the press conference. So he thinks. We can fix some things, but man, I was, I, I, I had some really good positive takes on a lot of stuff and I, I got to just my one shout out for the night. I got to give it to the students. The students yes. showed up and, and it was amazing what they did. Um, that, that was a rocking house in the student section, at least for the first half. I don't know what happened in the second half when they left, but uh, it was a, it was a good crowd by the students. They did a great job. Well, you know, you're looking at uh, something totally different than from when I was in school. You know, games started at 7 o'clock. Somewhat the students still left uh, at, at halftime. Right. But uh, for the most part, I think that we stayed a little longer. And I could be misremembering it since it was 40 years ago. But at the same time, on Friday nights, the bars didn't close in Lafayette at that. Or, well, that would have been a Saturday night, so they closed at 2 on Saturday. Two, but, you yeah. know, the bars closed at 2. It was 10 o'clock, still four hours or three and a half for them to go out. So I get it. I get it completely. Plus yeah, a holiday no. weekend. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I was, uh, I will tell you, and I know we'll get into the podcast and get deeper into the game and into next week's game, but um, I was, I got out there fairly early and uh i was nervous uh it tailgating looked like it was weak now again i was out there early so it was a little different i was concerned that we weren't going to have anybody there and then i got into the stadium and i saw that student section and i said man that is nice to see and we need to see more of it and and i gotta give it to northwestern they they brought a decent little crowd um i i you know, looking across from where I was sitting, I think they had more people at that game than um, Nichols brought two years ago. Yeah. You know, no, it, so was, it was much better was than good. I expected from them. Yeah. I think we could have done a better job outside of the student section, but I think the student section itself was very, very good. I'm, I'm happy to see that. And that always looks good on TV. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's jump in into this week's opponent. We've got ODU come. Uh, we're headed to ODU. Yep. ODU uh, finished the season three and nine last year. Uh, of the four teams, new teams that joined the Sun Belt last year, probably had the most disappointing season, especially after a win against Virginia Tech to start yeah. the season last year. Yeah, I think there were a couple of things, right? This team had some excitement. They really liked their coach, Ricky Ronnie, um, and he was coming off of a bowl appearance, right? Um, and a season where they won their last five games to get bowl eligible. I think he was – I think they were really looking for a good season. They kicked it off with a home win against Virginia Tech, 
and uh, things just went downhill from there. They lost the last five games. They did have a nice win against Coastal, but outside of that, it was a really a disappointing season. Yeah, uh, but new year, new team. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and kick it off. Uh, uh, anything new uh, from on the coaching staff though before we get into the actual play? Yeah, yeah. The big thing is their offensive coordinator. He he brings over um, uh, the offensive coordinator Kevin Decker from Fordham. Um, uh, this will be his first year at uh, ODU, um, and and exciting. And we'll get into this a little bit further. But uh, because he came over, he also brought a, a pretty interesting player. The, the the backup quarterback from Fordham will be coming with him. But Decker's got some good experience. He's a young guy. He's an exciting guy. Coaching staff likes him a lot. Okay. Uh well you mentioned the quarterback let's let's jump right into there the quarterback yeah um hang on one second I'm just making moving down my notes here <laughs> sorry um no 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 you're good you're good um yeah so last year they had a pretty good quarterback in Hayden Wolf and uh, he put up some pretty good numbers and uh, he decided to leave and uh, it opened up the door for them to bring in a a, a new young quarterback. Grant Wilson Wilson takes over. He's a 6'3", 208 kid. Um, I watched that game against Virginia Tech last week. The kid's got some good wheels. He did not throw the ball well at all, but he can run it. Um, I think he's going to get better as a passing quarterback. Um, but at the end of the day, I think what really concerns you with him is his ability to, to tuck the ball under and run. He he was playing against a pretty good Virginia Tech defense who who he got l- a loose quite a bit against. You know, that, that's one of the things in the past or the most recent past the last couple of years, I should say the last couple of previous years, that has been a problem from Cajun defenses. Do you think now Lamar Morgan going into his his second full year that that's a benefit now that we'll think we'll be able to handle that running quarterback? I, I hope so, and I think we will. I think we'll be better at it than we have been in the past. I think the thing that that I so usually when we saw those guys who had the ability to run on us, they were also decent passers. Um, I don't know at this point in Grant, Wil- Grant Wilson's career if he's really at the point where we're scared of him as a thrower. So I think if we spy him a little bit, we'll have an opportunity to really shut down his running lanes. Um, you know, he was only 13 to 25 for 94 yards and one interception against Virginia Tech. He did throw two touchdown passes, but it was really his legs that kept them in the game. He had 81 yards on 19 carries in that game. So he's a, he's a guy that we will have to spy. I think our linebackers are athletic enough. They should be able to keep him in check. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think his arm's going to scare us. I always think back to that Nichols game where we got in trouble. But that Nichols game, we were we were going up against a guy who could not only tuck it under and run, but he could throw the ball 60, 70 yards down the field pretty easily. Yeah, and they also had a uh, very uh, highly talented receiver on that team. 
Yeah, yeah. Deshaun Dixon was was a special player on that team, and he got a shot in the NFL. I know he went to a training camp. Yeah, they had some weapons on that Nichols team, and 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 we'll get into the wide receiving core a little deeper. Uh, this team doesn't have a guy like that. They've got some good ones. They don't have a guy like that. All right. Well, uh, I was, uh, you know, just looking pat back at this past weekend, I was impressed with linebacker play from the Cajuns. And you mentioned the spying aspect of it. I mean, but some of yeah. the guys really came out uh, big for us. I thought Casey Osai flew around the field. He did a excellent job. Uh, yeah. You know, what was what was your thought on our on our linebacking course play last weekend? First of all, I thought the defense played great all around. I thought the front seven was spectacular. I thought the D-line was really good. The linebackers, Casey Osai, you expected big things out of him. But I think there were other guys. Uh, Jasper Williams played extremely well. Um, and there were a couple other guys that were really flying around the football. I, You know, I again, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You know who your opponent is. But I'll tell you, I was impressed with that front seven. And I was I wasn't disappointed in and I was worried going into this game about our defensive back play. But I thought they played very well. And there were some guys whose names you don't think of very much who put up. You know, we had a walk on uh, a goo who played a lot in that game and played pretty well. And we were still missing Glenn Brown, who coaches have said when he's healthy would be one of our better cornerbacks. So, so I, th I thought the whole defense played very well. And a lot of times you have to give credit to the defensive line too, because if yeah. your linebackers aren't making tackles, the good thing is probably the defensive linemen are making those tackles and they're not getting into our, our second level. Yeah. And, and look, I, I, you know, I mentioned Glenn Brown, which I think is a big piece coming back, but there were two other huge pieces missing from that defense one of which i think and coach alluded that he might come back this week he might not he's got some family stuff going on but mason narcisse did not play in that game and then um oh shoot he slipped my mind uh we've got a guy who's suspended for the first four games of this year and a, a defensive lineman uh lawson i, I know think. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but yeah. I can't think of him as well. We've got three potential starters on defense that did not play in this game who who could make us much better football team. Um, so, right. so, so, yeah, I, I'm excited about what the defense showed. Yes, you were correct. The linebackers were flying around. Let's go back and move on to the Monarchs then. And at the running back position, what are we looking at there? Yeah, they uh, they were not a great running team last year, and uh, the guy who was the best running back has decided to transfer out, Blake Watson, um, and the only running back they have with experience is Keyshawn Wicks, uh, 6'1 kid, 193, uh, but he, he had a nice game against Virginia Tech. He rushed for 125 yards last year against them, um, and he had 73 yards this year, so he's a I'm sorry, I take that back. He he had 125 yards in total last year. Against them this year, he had 73 yards on 14 carries, but he also caught a, pa a touchdown pass. He'll be the main guy for them. Um, and they did give the ball to a couple other guys, but nobody had more than a handful of carries. I think the the the, the most outside of him, a guy had four carries. Obi Sani, a uh, little 5'5", 194 kid uh, would be the next guy up. Um, but they they really 
it's it's going to be the uh, the the Keyshawn show for them. He he took the majority of the carries when the quarterback wasn't carrying the ball. All right. Moving on outside to the wide receivers, then what do we got? Uh, any any big time guys there? No. And what what's interesting when I was doing this, um, you know, you always worry about those guys who are six two, six three, six four, and six five. And and I'm telling you, I I went up and down their roster. Um, they've got speedy guys, but they don't have big guys. Um, they, they lose their number one receiver from last year. Um, uh, but they've got some exciting guys. Um, the other Javon Harvey is going to be their main guy. He's 5'11, 180. But if you looked up and down the roster, like I was saying, the next guys, Isaiah Page is 5'8, 160. Jordan Bly is 5'10, 166. They got a Cincinnati transfer in Marquise Bell who's 6'1", 178. He's probably the biggest receiver. And then they've got another guy who's an interesting story. He did have a catch, uh, Dominic Dutton, who's a South Carolina transfer. He's 5'10", 162. But he's not really a football transfer. He was a track scholarship guy at at, uh, South Carolina. Um, So he's super fast, but he's he's learning the position of wide receiver at the college. Okay. That's that's a very interesting receiving core there, and uh, uh, it'll be interesting how how this plays out the rest of the season. But yeah. moving on to the tight end position here, uh, yeah. a big boy at six five with Isaiah uh, Isaiah Spencer. Uh, are they going to try to get the ball to him, or is that just something he's a big blocking tight end? He's more of a big blocking tight end. Uh, they didn't use him a lot last year, and they haven't used him, but they didn't use him much in the first game this year. He's 6'5", 230, so he's not an imposing guy, but he's super athletic. Uh, he had six starts last season, uh, or in the last two years. He had one his freshman year and then two, uh, I mean, five last year. So he's gotten some playing time, but he hasn't put up any real numbers. But he's a big kid. Um, and we'll have to keep an eye out for him, but I think he's going to be more of a blocker than a, than a pass receiver for him. Okay. What about the O-line there from us? Let's start at the center. Will we have seen any, any big yeah. boys up front? No. <laughs> Again, uh, this is a really super athletic offensive line. Now, they do lose a big loss on that offensive line. Nick Salvaderi, who is now on the Saints roster as a backup uh, for him, was right tackle last year, and that's a huge loss for them. Um, they only have two starters back from last year's team. They move Leroy Thomas from center to right guard. He's 6'3", 290. Uh, and then Xavier Black, who's 6'4", 290, moves over and takes over the center position. Um, outside of that, they, it's it's really a bunch of guys that are new. Uh, Santana Saunders, 6'5", 296, will play left tackle. He played a little bit at right tackle, but wasn't a starter there last year. And then redshirt sophomore Stephen DeBose born uh, 6'4", 310, the biggest of all their offensive line, will move to left guard. And then Chris Adams will take over uh, the uh, the other position at 6'6", 280. But they've only got one guy over 300 pounds on that offensive line. They're they're athletic, but they're not big. Okay. Very interesting. Hey, uh, you know, go ahead. No, I'm just hesitating here, just thinking. 
Go yeah, ahead. I, I, I was going to say the advantage I think the Cajuns have is I, I really believe our front group is really, especially the rotation we have, is so good. I think we have some major advantages against this athletic, smallish offensive line. And I think that's where we can do some serious damage. That defensive line looked very good against Northwestern. And I think they have. I think they're going to have an advantage on the, uh, especially in that front group. They're going to be able to take some advantage of that. Absolutely agree. There. Let's flip flip the script to the other side of the the football. There. Let's start out. What are their defense overall? What do they run? Are we looking at three four four three? What's going on there? So they're a traditional four three defense, and coach coach said this at his press conference this week. The uh, the crazy thing was, while they normally have played a 4-3 defense against Virginia Tech, they actually played five defensive backs. Um, they played three safeties in that game. Now, I don't know, and Coach doesn't know at this point, he didn't, or at least he's not saying, um, whether that was because of Virginia Tech's offense or because that's what they're going to run. They started the game off in a 3-3-5 defense um, with three defensive linemen, three linebackers, and then five defensive backs, and three of which were safety. So I don't know what they're going to do against us. Um, they may come out in that same defensive front look, or they may mix it up and try to go back to their traditional 4-3. So we'll have to see. It may have been just because they were concerned about something Virginia Tech was showing. I don't know. So if I'm get, getting this, if I'm thinking about this in logical terms, and which is not very good for me. Um, <laughs> uh, so they're pulling that, 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 that extra D back from the uh, defensive line and not yep. the linebacking core. Correct. Cause normally what you would see when people would run an odd defense like that with five defensive backs is they would run a four, two, five which you'd only have two linebackers, but two of your D linemen would be more defensive ends. So they kind of could be a hybrid type guy, but right. then you'd put your five. They ran a true, and I, I looked this up. They ran a true three, three, uh, three, three, five defense, uh, which is a, an odd look for anybody to see. Uh, but again, it could have been just because of the matchups, but it's concerning because you do have an opportunity to to gash that defense if you can get past that front group. Um, so Dave, talk to me about the defensive line then. What are the what are the individuals there? What is their yeah. makeup? Yeah, so so what they started against Virginia Tech was a Morey Morrison, 6'4, 244, more of a defensive end type guy. And then he was coupled with two bigger players who are more of your defensive tackles. Dezen, uh, Dezel uh, Lowry at 6'2", 280, and then Jalen Satchel, 6'1", 300. Satchel's a transfer from Temple and a really good player. Uh, and he's a guy we're probably going to have to make sure we get a, get a body on him because he, he can be a big run stopper in the middle. They got a couple okay. other guys. They got a couple other guys who are transfers in that are backups. 
And in fact, a transfer from South Alabama and Cole Daniels, who's probably going to get some playing time. But the three that I named are the three that we really got to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, even at 280, uh, 6'2", 280, and 6'1", 300, not necessarily big boys. But what are, no. we, what are we going to there then in the linebacking core? They have some size there that is going to make they, up for that on the defensive line? I think it's some, some decent size, but not – I mean, they're more athletic guys. Uh, your three linebackers that they're going to see are E.G. Green, 6'1", 224, so not a huge kid. Jason Henderson, 6'1", 230. Um, and then Wayne Matthews, 6'2", 221. But the guy that we have to keep an eye on is Jason Henderson. Henderson almost broke the record for the most tackles in a season by any college player in history. And, and this is not – I'm not kidding when I tell you this number. He had 186 tackles last season, and he missed the game against uh, App State. He was seven short of the all-time record, and he missed one full football game. That's how good that kid is. He's on like everybody's a, watch list. Yeah, I was going to say, looks like a kid that can get around the ball and has a nose for it. Mm -hmm. so. the, interesting ah. thing, the interesting thing about him was he got a um, targeting call in the second half of the uh, Virginia Tech game that was ended up being reversed. Otherwise, he would have been missing the first half of our football game. Uh, but he'll be there because they reversed the call and it wasn't targeting. I watched it and there's no way it should have been targeting, but he's, he's a special player. Okay. ODU, uh, a defensive back with five of them or three of them, whatever, four of them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Any sides there then? I mean, because I mean, I'm not seeing a whole lot of sides athletic and speed around the, uh, around the, uh, the other positions, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of size. Yeah, so the three safeties don't blow you away with size either. Terry Jones is the best of that group. He's 6'1", 187. Sean Asbury had a huge game against uh, Virginia Tech last week, but he's only 5'9", 195. And then Taj Rael, 6'2", 192, will be the other safety. Um, and then on the corners, you'll have an ECU transfer that they like a lot. Big kid as a cornerback, Nolan Johnson, 6'2", 200. And then James uh, Lamarion, he's a returner from last year, 5'10", 187. He played all, all 12 games against uh, for the, uh, the Monarchs last year. He's a pretty good one at that corner, and they really like ECU transfer. So I think they got two guys they like on the corners. Decent height in in the back uh, in the defensive backfield, which is uh, is is always a plus when you get back there. Even if you don't have the physical girth, I guess I'm not right. going to say strength because I I don't know how strong these guys are. But okay, interesting. All right, Dave. Uh, last uh, special teams. What do we got as far as? Uh, uh, the return specialists. Yeah. So, so, well, you want to talk return specialists or the kickers first? I can do I'm either. sorry. I, uh, let's, let's go with the kickers first, the punter. Sorry. Yeah. No. So the punter is a really good one. He's, uh, he's Phil Steele's first team, all conference guy, Ethan Dwayne, 6'3", 
215. Not that it matters whether how big your punter is, I guess. But uh, he averaged 43 yards a punt. Um, he had four punts uh, for a 42-yard average last week, so he kept his average right where it was last year. But he had double-digit punts last year that were 50 yards or more. He's a good punter. I mean, he's probably, at this point, the best punter in the Sun Belt. Um, so he's a little bit of a weapon. Um, if they get in trouble, they can flip the field with him. So he's a he's a guy we, you know, look, we always want to have him backed up and hope that you, you, you can get good field position. But he can change the complex of a game by hitting a pretty good kick. All right. What about kick uh field goal kickers and kickoffs? And yeah, yeah. So Ethan Sanchez will be their kickoff guy. And that that's a, a typo on my side that I'm reading here, but he's the kickoff guy and the uh and the field goal kicker. He was 10 of 13 last year. Um, he did not attempt a kick over 50 yards. Um, and he was two out of three from 40 plus yards. So Pretty consistent guy inside of 45, 47 yards, but not a guy who I think they're going to try to to extend his leg much further than that. And then Ethan Dwayne, the punter, will do the kickoffs. Uh, but he kind of he's cut shared opportunities with Sanchez in the last game. Neither one of them really did anything amazing. Uh, they the, the none of them went for touchbacks. So there's an opportunity that we could get some returns, and we saw what um, what uh, our our return men can do, whether it's our deep guys or something I've never seen in college football: our tight ends returning kickoffs for for you know twenty and thirty yard returns. <laughs> Neil Johnson had a couple, and Terry Carter had a couple that were pretty good returns for tight ends. Yeah, that was kind of an odd situation, them trying to get a pooch kick, but there was no pooch. It was just the kick. Well, so, they, they they pooched it to two very yeah. large athletic guys who can run. You know, Neil Johnson's well, an athlete, and once he got the ball in his hands, he was going to take it. And and look, no nobody on a kickoff return wants to tackle that guy, I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have said more so uh, – had the pooch correctly, but there was no height to it. To there was where, no height to it. Yeah, to where where you're you're going to see them uh, fair catch it and keep the ball right there. So yeah. Well, I, and and look, I get it. The first kick of the game, Zylan Perry heard him, and they were thinking we're going to keep it away from him. But if you kick the ball short, and the guy gets 15, 20 yards on the return, there's no reason to kick it short at that point. Exactly. Kick it deep <laughs> and see what you can do. All right, return guys. Let's talk about the punt returns first. Yeah, Isaiah Page will be the punt return guy. Um, he didn't get to return any last week at all. They were all fair catches. Um, he did have 11 turns returns last year for 83 yards, just a seven-and-a-half-yard average with a long of 23. He's a, he's a wide receiver. He's athletic. Um, he'll be the guy returning all of the punts. Okay. And kickoffs? Kickoffs will be uh, Lamarin, who we spoke about earlier. He's uh, he had a twenty-one and a half yard average, so he's decent. He had a long of thirty-eight, nothing explosive, but good enough to get him out of a hole. So if you kick it down deep, he's gonna he's gonna return it past the twenty-five and, and get you decent field position. But he didn't break any last year, so nothing that if our if our lanes are correct and our our our, our special teams are playing well. 
he he shouldn't break one on us, um, but he will get him a pretty decent return. Good deal. Uh, any last thoughts on the uh, before we get into your prediction of the game? Any last thoughts, kind of to wrap this up? Yeah, look, I think I think there's a couple of places where the Cajuns have some some opportunities. We talked about it a little bit. I think um, our D line, you know, their offensive line is going to be super athletic and 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 sleek. They're not going to be guys with a lot of girth. Uh, I think we have an advantage that we can take advantage of on that in that look. I also think that we might have an advantage at our skill positions and their inexperience of their skill positions. Um, they really don't have a lot of depth there that's experienced. They got some talented guys, but not a lot of experience there. And I think we can take advantage if our if our we get pressure on their quarterback. I think our cornerbacks can can come up with some big plays. And then on the other side of the ball, I think, you know, if Rob Williams plays like he can and Neil uh, Johnson plays like he can, and some of the and Peter LeBlanc plays like he can, I think our our receivers have an opportunity to get loose in their backfield, and we can make some special plays there. At the end of the day, I think. While this is going to be a little bit closer game than most people would have thought before the season started, I still think at, at most of the positions we have an advantage. I agree. What's your prediction on the score then? Uh, you know, look, I got to pat myself on the back. Uh, I, I I called 41 to 13 for last week's game and it ended up 38 to 13. I thought that was pretty good. I think it's going to be 31, 20 Cajuns. That's my number. Okay. I'm going to say 24-14. I, I like yours, and I'll tell you, I, I, you know, the more I look at this team, you know, they have some good defensive players, and I think this could end up being a low-scoring game. Um, but, but I think the Cajuns open up their offense a little bit more this week, and we see a few extra things. And I think Ben will be more comfortable in his own shoes this week. Um, you know, he's coming back from a terrible injury. I think that first week was getting, you know, his feet under him. I think I think we probably were a little vanilla knowing we could win that game without being open it up. And I think this is the week that that coach Dez at least opens it up a little bit and 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 lets and lets Ben do some things. Yeah, and when when people want to say, you know, Northwestern scored 14 on uh 13 on us, yeah. why do you think uh, ODU is only going to score 14? I'm a, I I Yes, they scored a long touchdown, which was very disappointing, which I know Lamar Morgan and coach uh, yeah. uh, De uh, Desermo uh, is not very happy about. But it, they did score it. It was late in the game. It was meaningless. But still, that was, it was a lack of concentration there. Though I don't see you'll, think you'll see this week. Yeah, and I think if you look back and you look at it, because I went home and I rewatched it, and I'll tell you, it was um, we had a lot of twos and threes in the game at that point. It was a complete breakdown and it doesn't matter whether it was twos or threes. It was still a breakdown on the defense. It shouldn't have happened. Um, yeah. But it was a meaningless late touchdown. And I think at the end of the day, you know, if the game is a meaningful game, that probably doesn't happen. Right. Um, I think it was just an opportunity that some young guys made mistakes on the play. Yep. And all that being said, though, I do think ODU is a better football team than Northwestern oh, State is. No, so 
There's no question about that. And I agree with you 100% as I open my, my next beer. Yep. All right, Dave's any final words of wisdom and everything before we sign off for the evening? No, just, uh, you know, go Cajuns. Let's win another game. Let's get another one under our belt. Uh, get to two and oh, move past this. And then, uh, we've got some, got some tough ones coming up right behind it. So we got to be ready for those as well. But, but yeah, this is fun. Uh, we're not used to having a, a conference game this early in the season. So this is going to be interesting. And I know part of this was just a weird situation because of the schedule. Uh, we lost a game and we had to make up a game and move a game. So a lot of this happened not because the conference or either team wanted it. It was because we didn't have an option. We had to move things yeah. around. So, but no, it's going to be fun to get a conference game this early and want to know in conference sounds awesome at this point in the season. Yep. And kudos to Dr. Magger for making it work the way he did and getting on the phone and kudos. And thank you to uh, Old Dominion for working with us on that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was, uh, that, you know, look, they didn't have to do anything. They could have left us high and dry. We would have had five uh, home games and we would have played it or we would have picked up a division one or a FCS school. There were a lot of different options that were floated out there. We got a lot yep. of help from ODU and we got a lot of help from Buffalo to make this happen. Yep. All right, Dave, appreciate your time tonight as always. So. Absolutely, sir. You've been listening to We're Talking. We've been talking football, Raging Cajun football, coming up this weekend against Old Dominion. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.